Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. From the heart of the Carolinas, a voice in the wilderness, a thought-provoking broadcast in a world of ignorant nonsense. But some people without brains do an awful lot of talking, don't they? Yes, I guess you're right. This is the Vince Coakley Radio Program. And good morning. Welcome to the broadcast. Good to be back with you. The start of another broadcast week. Hope you had a great weekend. Some time to unplug, relax, unwind. And now we are back at it. Unfortunately, here on this weekend, we had another shooting, another tragedy that has unfolded. This time around, it was a club in Colorado Springs. As usual, the Daily Mail does a great job covering so many stories, including this one. And one of the things that you would certainly recognize in a situation like this is how confusing, how confusing this would be. Here you are in a club, a lot of noise, music, talking, one survivor saying he mistook the gunshots for music before hiding The toll in this, five people dead, 25 people injured at the Club Q in Colorado Springs. This is a gay nightclub. The suspect identified as Anderson Lee Aldrich, 22-year-old guy. This is a story we just keep seeing over and over and over again. All young men. 22 years old, entered this gay club just before midnight, fired an unknown number of bullets from an AR-15 style long rifle. But part of what I want to get to at the start of this broadcast is the consolation that is there in the fact that this could have been much worse. Except for the brave acts of two people, one in particular. People who were just there at the bar. By the way, Aldrich in protective custody. He's the suspect. He's at a local hospital with unknown injuries. And to drive home the point that we've made many times in this broadcast. Much of the time we're dealing with very troubled people with known histories. In this case, this guy was previously arrested for making a bomb threat. June 2021. It was just last year. And he was never formally charged. Boy, I'd love to hear that story. How in the world do you not charge somebody after they make a bomb threat? Just weird.
there is more of the media's reporting on this suspect, which I'm not going into until we have some verification of this, because it fits the usual media narrative that they love to beat this particular drum. But I want to highlight heroism. Heroism in this case by two people just happened to be at that club and took action that saved who knows how many lives. The timeline on this is absolutely incredible. The person you're going to hear is the Colorado Springs mayor. His name is John Southers, and he was interviewed this morning on the Today Show. I want you to hear and pay close attention to the timeline here because this, again, is another reminder of how important it is. I don't care if we have guns. I don't care if we use our hands. Whatever it is, we have to be reminded of the fact that the most important responders at the very beginning are us. If we are ever in, God forbid, a situation like this, We need to make sure we are our own first responders. And this was certainly demonstrated by two people here. Let's listen to what the mayor had to say about the timeline of this and incredible act of heroism. Listen up. Well, it's an incredible act of uh, heroism, and this is taking place very quickly. The police get a dispatch at 1157. They arrive at 12, and by 1202, the individual, uh, the perpetrator, is subdued. And that's largely because uh, uh, two, but primarily one, as I understand it, uh, are able to take a, a handgun that he's got. Uh, in his possession, take it away from him, and use that weapon not by shooting it, but uh, uh, by hitting him and disabling him. Uh, it's an incredible act of heroism. And I think when you look at this in the time frame, uh, that act probably saved uh, a lot of lives. Uh, there's no question about that. It's pretty amazing here. Pretty amazing. Because we're talking about minutes, mere minutes, that these folks subdued this this guy. They were able to subdue him before police arrived. Just imagine what happens in a short period of time. And we're certainly thankful for the fact that the loss of life here was not greater than it was. Yet at the same time, our hearts go out to the folks who have been affected by this, those who have lost people, and those who are injured. And we certainly continue to pray for all of those folks. The other big big story developing literally overnight. Boy, was this a shocker. You know, it's pretty incredible when you think of the idea of a person who's functioning in a role as a CEO... And leaves and decides to enjoy retirement. And imagine you're minding your own business and get a little tap on your shoulder. Um, We need you to come back. That is exactly what has happened at Disney. Have you seen this development in the last 24 hours? Absolutely incredible. And there are a lot of people, I think, appropriately raising the question. 
the policies, the woke policies of Disney. Is this part of what has gotten this company in trouble? That's caused their stock to do so poorly. Charles Payne from Fox News Channel. I love Charles. He posted this on social media yesterday evening. Breaking news. Disney went woke. Shareholders got broke. And now the CEO is out. Bob Iger is coming back to the mouse house. And maybe family fun will be the only priority. I knew this would happen and said I would buy the stock on this news. Again, Charles Payne. Coming up, we're going to tell you more about this story. And I think this is a positive development because a message has clearly been sent here. And who knows? Maybe they've learned a lesson. Time will tell. Also, a big victory for free speech. We'll tell you what's happened with that and much more as we continue our Monday broadcast. Stay with us. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Back on the Vince Coakley Radio Program. If you'd like to join the conversation, the Ingalls Markets Talk Live, 800-928-1110. It's 800-928-1110. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. And on that text line, in response to what happened in Colorado Springs, we have this text. Here we go again. Lamestream media and corrupt Democrats blame 200 million people who did nothing wrong. But forget how law enforcement and the FBI dropped the ball again. Yes, I would very much like to know, how do you make a bomb threat and not get charged? I mean, really? This is absolutely crazy. They're already turning this into a political issue, not a mental health issue. They did not seem to care about the Christmas parade attack. Strange how that works. Yes, it is quite strange. This person saying about Disney, I knew something was up with Disney since they have Tim Allen doing another Santa Claus movie. (laughs) Everything about that says wholesome, doesn't it? Based on what has happened in the past, in the recent past with Disney. We're going to talk more about this coming up. Equal time takes. The act of heroism is nothing new, as most people would have had or have done the same thing, just as the unarmed security guard in Buffalo did a few days ago. What's alarming, and I'm sure you will not touch on it, it does not fit your party narrative, is the fact it is Republicans that are in the way of red flag laws that could, not definitely, could have prevented this. That's the takeaway from this, not the people defending themselves while being shut down in a club that is survival instincts (laughs) okay on this red flag law we can i don't know that we've talked about this extensively on this program i can tell you i've got some serious concerns about some elements of what has been proposed in some circumstances 
But you don't have to have a red flag law in place to charge somebody with making a bomb threat. Just saying. This person says you avoid criminal charges by either being or becoming an FBI informant. Oh boy, that sounds conspiratorial. Breaking news events, the Panthers still suck. Chris out of Shelby. We will get to that a little bit later on. My goodness, as I got roped into watching another game yesterday and disappointed yet again. Imagine that. On this Disney story, Breitbart does a great job reporting on this. A statement on Sunday, Susan Arnold, chairman of Disney's board of directors, announced Bob Chapik stepped down from his position as head of the company. Former CEO Bob Iger would be returning from retirement to take back the reins of power. We thank Bob Chapik for his service to Disney over his long career, including navigating the company through an unprecedented challenges of the pandemic. The board has concluded that as Disney embarks on an increasingly complex period of an industry transformation, Bob Iger is uniquely situated to lead the company through this pivotal period. As noted by The Hollywood Reporter, Chapik exited after signing a multi-year contract in June. This is the kind of thing that blows my mind. So let me get this straight. You don't have a sense in June that things are not going well, and you sign this guy to a multi-year contract. I mean, can you imagine what the buyout has to be for this guy? Talk about golden parachutes. I'm sure he's got a nice one. So he signed this multi-year, multi-year contract in June, despite a turbulent year of leadership during which he plunged the company deep into woke politics by opposing Florida's anti-groomer law that barred teachers from discussing sexuality with third graders. The move proved disastrous on Chapek's part when the state of Florida stripped Disney of its special tax jurisdiction that essentially allowed it to function like a city government. On the content front, Chapek's Disney took the political posturing even further. Whether it was casting a trans non-binary actress in Marvel's Ironheart or including a same-sex kiss in a children's movie like Lightyear, which bombed at the box office. The Disney brand became so undeniably toxic in recent months, the company's bottom line fell right out from under it, leading to layoffs, drops in stock prices, and overall negative employee morale. David Ng, earlier this month, who's the entertainment reporter for Breitbart, said Disney's corporate earnings disappointed Wall Street, sending its stock crashing to new lows. Now the entertainment giant is reportedly planning layoffs, a targeted hiring freeze, and travel limitations on its employees. In a letter to employees at the time, Bob Chapik said the company will be making tough and uncomfortable decisions. (laughs) I'm sure. I'm fully aware this will be a difficult process for many of you and your teams. We're going to have to make tough and uncomfortable decisions, but that is just what leadership requires. And I thank you in advance for stepping up during this difficult time, he wrote. Iger will serve as CEO of Disney for another two years to set the strategic direction for renewed growth as a new successor develops, according to the board. Iger saying, I'm extremely optimistic for the future of this great company and thrilled to be asked by the board to return as its CEO 
and clean up at the same time. Those are my words. <laughs> Disney and its incomparable brands and franchises hold a special place in the hearts of so many people around the globe, most especially in the hearts of our employees whose dedication to this company and its mission is an inspiration. Deeply honored to be asked to again lead this remarkable team with a clear mission focused on creative excellence to inspire generations through unrivaled, bold storytelling. Let's see if Mr. Iger has learned lessons as well from some of the foolish decisions of his predecessor and will be able to write this company. The other big news story I'm very excited about with the new leadership at Twitter. We now have some bans that have been lifted. Some of these bans for people I care about, some I frankly don't care about. <laughs> We're going to talk about what has happened and the possible impact. It's also interesting to note the ban has been lifted on a former president who doesn't care to join. We'll talk about this much more as we continue our Monday broadcast. Stay with us. Back on the Vince Coakley radio program. Interesting reaction to some of we have discussed thus far on the subject of red flag laws. This texture says red flag laws eliminate due, pro due process. Enough said. Adding this, the same party that constantly talks about protecting our democracy wants red flag laws that eliminate due process. You can't make this up. Yes, it can be a problem, right? On the Colorado Springs shooting, I have to say uh, a couple of interesting and maybe even disturbing texts. This one I will share. Why didn't the club have a gun-free zone sign? That surely would have prevented the shooting like it does in the schools. Ouch. And this one, guess who didn't get shot this weekend? People who do not go to gay clubs. Really? Folks, <laughs> I think this goes back to some of what I shared with you a few days ago. And I'm glad that this is communicated to some extent through the anonymity of a text message. I've got to tell you, folks, if this is the mindset that we're bringing to the electorate, we can prepare to be in the political wilderness forever. I'm just saying. Our younger people have very different ideas, different values, and I'm not saying you have to embrace theirs. But I'm telling you, if you think it is okay, I'm just saying, for people to be targeted because of where they are, because of their race, their sexuality. Um, and this goes beyond a political issue. 
This is a humanity issue. I would suggest doing some serious self-examination. Just thought I would put that out there, just in case there are others who might need that message as well. So we've got a changing the guard at Twitter. Elon Musk lifting bans for Jordan Peterson, Kathy Griffin, and my favorite, Babylon B. Isn't that great? This announcement made after this broadcast on Friday. The big decision, as you know, relates to Donald Trump. His ban has also been lifted. Oh, my goodness. And it's the end of the world. You know that, right? <laughs> it's really hilarious to watch, watch the left as they have just gone completely crazy. I watched a clip on CNN, and they had these politicians back-to-back, Adam Schiff and a couple of others, just talking about how horrible this is. So Elon Musk reinstated Donald Trump's Twitter account after putting out a Twitter poll. This poll ended with the votes for yes to let Donald Trump back on the site, won by a slight majority. So Elon Musk says, hey, the people have spoken. Trump will be reinstated. Now, the former president, for his part, didn't appear to be thrilled about going back to Twitter. Instead, Trump said he would prefer to stay on the social media site he created, which is called Truth Social. And in in his usual style, Truth Social is through the roof. It's doing phenomenally well. Trump telling ABC News, I'll be staying there. Now, Musk seems to be attempting to persuade Trump to ditch Truth Social for his newly reinstated Twitter account. (laughs) This is comical. It is. But again, Trump making it known he has no intention of rejoining Twitter. In response, Musk made a lighthearted post poking fun at the former president must tweeted a meme from the animated sitcom family guy the frame labels lois as donald trump as she eyes a pill bottle labeled his reinstated twitter account with hundreds of thousands of likes it's clear musk's message is certainly getting out i told you about the crazies on cnn and how they are in a complete panic oh it's the end of the world now Donald Trump, (laughs) this is just too, too crazy. This woman is a real loon. Who am I talking about? None other than Aunt Esther herself. Do we have that Christopher Aunt Esther, as in Maxine Waters, who made an appearance on this particular broadcast? And she, (laughs) you know, the funny thing about this, You know, these folks, they are not going to let this whole insurrection thing go. They will not stop. They will not stop. They just keep beating the drum and beating the drum and beating the drum. So this is another gift that just keeps on giving. Here's what Maxine Waters, when asked the question, oh, 
Oh, uh, apparently we don't. We'll get to that after the break. Uh, you've got to hear this because these folks are absolutely unhinged. They have completely, absolutely lost their minds. They're convinced that somehow Donald Trump is going to get back in power and he's going to carry out some sort of insurrection and enslave the whole country. It's just absolutely insane. Do we have that ready to roll? Um, we, uh, that was actually my error in, you have to, uh, a note to self, you have to hit send to make sure that uh, audio is ready to go. Here's Maxine Waters commenting well, on. I'm terribly disturbed about it because I know uh, that he's going to try and use it to continue to organize um, his constituency. Uh, and uh, it also gives him an opportunity to try and make people believe why he should be president of the United States. So he's going to politicize it. He's going to use it. And all of those domestic terrorists uh, that he's leading will have a voice. And I'm very disturbed about it. <laughs> all the domestic terrorists that he's leading. <laughs> oh, my. See, this is this is what these folks think about many of you seriously it's you know in their minds you know and and to be honest with you i'm convinced these people know better than that they really do but they're trying to foment something which is absolutely positively disgusting still to come on the broadcast we'll talk about a local murder case an alibi has now been presented and we'll talk about a couple of deaths of note as we continue the Vince Coakley radio program. Back of the text line, we have this Vince, the tragedy in Colorado. Just another example of a failure of the justice system in mental health. This person should have been arrested and put in the hospital last year. On politics, Nikki Haley said it best, you need to find her speech because she slammed Trump indirectly. This is turning into low-hanging fruit, to be honest with you. This texture says, bring your morals to battle and you will lose, and your morality with it. Really, is that the way it works? So we just throw morality completely out the window? I'm just curious. Aha. Uh -huh. Also on the text line, Vince, I love your show. I appreciate you reading all the texts you get, but last idiot saying gays deserve to be shot. Despicable, flaming pile of dog crap. Love one another. We were Americans first. That is from Scott G. Well, that was not stated overtly, but it was kind of implied that just stay out of the gay club. Which, those of us who are in conservative media we um, just overall I'm just saying that there's a lot of work that needs to be done with this Republican brand there's a lot of undeserved criticism I shared some of that last week with you about how so many people believe this to be the party, the Republican Party, to be the party of racism and Jim Crow. 
when quite the opposite is true. When you have that kind of thing, which is part of the platform of the Democrat Party at one time. But unfortunately, it just takes a few. Just takes a few to confirm all the stereotypes, all the alleged bigotries and hatred. And folks, we let's make sure that we're cleaning house all the time. Make it very clear within, I make it very clear within my circle. Just certain kinds of behaviors and attitudes are not acceptable. On the text line, Trump should use both Truth Social and Twitter. The goal of a candidate should be to reach as many potential voters as easily as possible. Yep, it makes sense, doesn't it? Another texture saying, Vince, does Trump not realize he can be on both Truth Social and Twitter? Why would he not add to his followers by being on both? I suggest to you this is part of the blindness of narcissism. The short-sightedness of that. On Maxine Waters, by domestic terrorist, she means anyone who doesn't agree with her. Yeah, exactly. I love this one. Maybe Joe and Hunter are Sanford and Son. <laughs> That's great. That is brilliant. Wasn't Waters voted the most corrupt politician in Congress? Wouldn't surprise me. Oh, my goodness. I think this is about red flag laws. When your financial location, messages, email, search history, purchases, information can be accessed, what do they need a warrant for? Who cares if you testify or not? It doesn't matter. We've done a poor job of protecting our rights given to us. I'm afraid at this point, not enough people are ready for the struggle to get them back. This person talking about the loss of due process rights due to red flag laws. Your due process and your right to not incriminate yourself. They've been gone a long time, according to this texture. Yeah, this is a problem, isn't it? Another person saying here, Republicans giddy over Musk Twitter control, reinstating people and companies you like. All the people being reinstated did not disappear because they weren't on Twitter. I think what Musk is doing is funny. Is you're thinking he's all about free speech. But ask us Tesla owners, how is he when it comes to free and open speech? Post something negative about Tesla, see what happens. Ask Tesla owners. Yeah, I've heard all kinds of issues, and I've read some of the things that have apparently happened, and we're seeing some interesting policies and governance in place now that he's taken over Twitter. Yeah. Vince, I tell my kids there are two kinds of people who go to clubs, those looking for trouble and those asking for trouble. Alan of Gastonia, not a fan of clubs altogether. And that's understandable. There are people, it's just not their scene, and there are people who have concerns about what might place there. Vince calling Joe Biden and Hunter Sanford and Son is a disgrace to Sanford and Son. <laughs> Sanford is so much smarter than Joe Biden ever was, and his son was an upstanding citizen. He was awesome. So I don't agree with that statement, even though it was funny. That is funny. That, that's a very valid point. It really is. You know, I, I love Red Fox, 
Damon Wilson, who I think is a minister of the gospel. Fine, upstanding people. (laughs) I understand your defense. It makes a whole lot of sense. And this text, most people are idiots, have no clue how many freedoms are slipping away. Too caught up in Twitter distraction. Yes, that is a problem, isn't it? Much more to come. We'll have some deaths of notes to discuss in the next hour of the Vince Coakley radio program. Also, I think a campaign technique for the guy who would like to be Speaker of the House. That and much more. Hour number two, straight ahead. This is the Vince Coakley radio program. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. From the heart of the Carolinas, a voice of reason, an oasis of civility and humanity. I'm on a journey, the pursuit of truth, not just facts to fill the head, but also life-changing power to change hearts and transform minds. A journey of relationship, to connect to people of goodwill everywhere, to build upon civil society, to transcend tribal divisions with timeless values and love. A growing coalition of choice, not coercion. Are you with me? This is the Vince Copley radio program. And here we are, hour number two of the broadcast. We'll get to more of your texts a little bit later on. I want to take a moment to point out some deaths of note. It was over the weekend. I was exchanging some messages over Facebook with a friend of mine I hadn't seen in a while. This friend of mine is a teacher, and we kind of have kind of in and out conversations about things because we're on very different schedules. And I did not really catch everything about a text that he posted on social media. And I kind of asked, you know, hey, what was going on? I think he communicated a post about being restless. It's like, what's going on there? Hey, bro, just thinking about my pastor, my late pastor. I saw the message, didn't respond to it immediately. And then a little bit later on, I understood what he was talking about. He happened to be a member of Victory Christian Center. Charlotte Observer reporting on the death of Pastor Robin Gould. Passing away at the age of 69, died on Friday night. No cause of death released. The statement they put out, while we're saddened by his passing, we rejoice in knowing that he is with the Lord and that we will see him again. Gould's family asked no visitations be held at this time. His funeral arrangements are incomplete, according to the church. Please keep the Gould, White, and Chapman families lifted up in prayer. That was the message put out on Facebook. Interesting history for Robin Gould, pastoring at Faith Christian Methodist Episcopal Church. 
in Charlotte back in 1979 when he and his wife Marilyn felt called to establish Victory Christian Center. First service held in 1980 in a warehouse in Matthews. 64 people, according to the history. They also met in three holiday inns, 1980, 1981, a building in Kannapolis in 83. Its present multi-purpose building on Kings Ridge Drive in South Charlotte, dedicated back in 1988. Now a non-denominational ministry. Today it includes a full-service preschool, fully accredited elementary and secondary schools, fully accredited community college that includes biblical and ministerial studies, in addition to secular courses. The college adding a vocational arm in 2007 and a Bachelor of Arts program in 2010. And you know, what I share next, I think, is the kind of thing that should with all of us, cause us to ask the question, what will be said of us? And I think it's most important, those of us who name the name of Christ, the most important thing we want to hear is, well done, good and faithful servant. But I think there is something to be said for the legacy and the testimony that is left behind. Former U.S. Representative Robert Pittenger spoke of his relationship with Ghoul of more than three decades. Pittenger represented the state's 9th Congressional District, which covered much of the Charlotte area from 2013 to 2019. Pittenger saying of Ghoul, he met the needs of people in every way he could, spiritually, personally. He helped to equip thousands of people to prepare them for a meaningful life. Pittenger adding, I loved him and I miss him. While Pittenger served in the state Senate during the early 2000s, he said several young students who attended God's ministry um, through Robin Gould interned for him. God, God really worked in these young folks. Gould's impact was evident. These were kids who were in their 10th, 11th, 12th grade. They all had a vision for what they wanted to do in their lives. He built a great educational system, academically and spiritually. He built people. Pittenger said he always, he will always remember how devoted of a friend Ghoul was. If there's a time when you're going through a crisis or a personal concern, he's the person who will stand next to you. What a wonderful testimony. What a wonderful testimony. Not just of all the good and great things and I think this is great the way Robert and Pittenger responded because he gives us gives us a sense not just of the 30,000 foot view of the vast impact but of the personal at the end of the day he was a devoted friend we send our condolences to the families touched by this and the folks at Victory Christian who have experienced a great loss. And speaking of loss, Jason David Frank. Many of you may not know that name, but I'm sure you've heard of the Power Rangers.
Jason David Frank, one of the original members of the Power Rangers, passed away. Sources close to Frank confirmed that he passed away from suicide at the age of 49. Justine Hunt, Frank's manager, saying the family asking for privacy for family and friends during this horrible time as we come to terms with the loss of such a wonderful human being. A Houston resident, Frank, well-known for his role as Tommy Oliver in the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, where he made his debut as the Green Ranger back in 1993. Initially, his character was an antagonist to the Power Rangers before becoming a full member of the team as the White Ranger. Arguably the most popular character in the series, ultimately went on to reprise his role as Tommy in subsequent adaptations, playing different colored rangers. Also had a reputation for being a fan of the franchise, as well as having an approachable demeanor toward his own fans. Fellow cast members from the original series, like Walter Jones, who played Zack the Black Ranger, took to social media after hearing about Frank's tragic passing. I can't believe it. My heart is sad to have lost another member of our special family. Very, very sad. Frank, also known for his fighting skills off-screen, trained professionally in mixed martial arts, including Taekwondo, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. In fact, he developed his own martial arts system in 94, which incorporated several different fighting types. We're going to talk more about this as we continue the broadcast. Stay with us. Back on the broadcast, we're talking about Jason David Frank, who, according to TMZ, passed away from suicide at the age of 49. We talked about his involvement with martial arts. Three of his martial arts schools set up in Texas, one in California. TMZ early reported Frank's second wife, Tammy, Filed for divorce from him in August. He's survived by four children, one from his marriage with Tammy Frank, and three from his first marriage to Shauna Frank. I bring this family aspect to your attention because I know, and I've met so many people in recent years, even recent months, who have been impacted by divorce. Guys really are hit hard by divorce. I think people in general are hit hard. And I think especially us men are not very good about dealing with our emotions. And we're certainly not very good at reaching out for help. So I want to appeal to you, and this really goes for anyone, who you're in a place where you're in a very dark place. And I don't know if this can be a very difficult time for people. This holiday season, 
is especially difficult for people, especially those who've experienced loss. Maybe it's the loss of a loved one. Maybe it's a loss through divorce or other situation. I want to encourage you to reach out for the kind of help that you need. It might be professional help. It might just be a friend who cares. Whatever it is, let me make the strong appeal to you not to make a bad decision, a wrong decision, to... I think, what is the line I heard years ago referring to suicide as a permanent solution to a temporary problem? Anything can be overcome. Anything. So I want to appeal to you. First off, if that's you, you're one of those people. Within the sound of my voice, get the help you need. Also, for the rest of us, that we make sure that we Keep our eyes and ears open. By the way, the crisis text line 741741 will allow you to reach a trained crisis counselor if that is what you need. Uh, interestingly enough, and I just came across this, why do people die by suicide? Mental illness isn't the only cause. Social factors, loneliness, financial ruin, and shame can be triggers. Perhaps we'll spend more time talking about that another time. But just thought it was very important to address this issue again. I can tell you just because I know so many people, it's, it's sad to me how many times I hear of deaths. And along the way, some of those were suicide as a factor. By the way, the rate has been increasing for decades. We could certainly have a conversation about that and the whys and wherefores. Jeff, who always seems to be tracking where my mind goes, meant there was a 15-year-old North Carolina committed suicide a few days ago. Between the death of this famous actor at 49, the 15-year-old boy, should be a lesson for all of us. Always check on your people. They may not be okay no matter how happy they appear. If God puts somebody on your heart, that might be the time to reach out. Yes, absolutely. This texture, my sister committed suicide four years ago today. Ask for help if you need it. Wow. Heart goes out to you. I uh, had some... Issues with insomnia early this morning. I think it was up about 2, 3 in the morning. And I was combination watching television, actually doing some show prep. And a friend of mine was texting me and ultimately called. And one of the things he said, he's like, you know, it's just a friend of mine who's really made an impact. It's really been on my heart. And I, I want to send a text message to encourage and thank him for all he's done for me. I'm debating, should I send that now? And I said, send it. By all means, send it. Don't put it off. Don't delay. Don't contemplate. Just go ahead and do it. I think that's another important thing. How important it is to express to people our true feelings for them. 
while we have the opportunity, because you just never know when that opportunity may expire. This is kind of cool. I'm going to share his text. I don't think he'd mind. This is what he sent to a friend. Last couple days have been crazy. You know the things we've talked about. I just want to thank you so much for being there. (laughs) This is funny. I know I said it when we were drunk, but I'm saying it not being anywhere near drunk now. You're an amazing person. You were there for me in so many ways. Just wanted to let you know that I appreciate you. When I, and in fact, this, I'm serious, this almost moved me to tears when I read this. I thought, because he wanted me to read this before he sent it out. I said, what the heck send that? How many of you would love to get a text like that? This is one of the things that I, and I'm just saying, I think in our society, one of the things we're really lacking in is encouragement. And so anytime I see some, this to me is a great quality. When I see people who are actually thinking of others. Because honestly, so many times, I think this is an exception rather than the rule. Our culture seems to be so preoccupied with self. And that's the other part of the, that encourages me. This is a young man who's 30 years old. I, I don't think this is very common. Someone stopping to think. And so I, I want to praise that wherever I see it. No question about that. Over on the text line, Vince, suicide's a terrible thing. My oldest brother, my oldest nephew died from suicide. My goodness. Someone hears someone talking about suicide, help them get help. Suicide's a sad thing the family goes through. Very, very difficult. No question about that. Thanks very much for hearing me out on this. Just keep eyes and ears open. And for us guys especially, I know I get on us guys all the time. But we're terrible. We're terrible about taking care of ourselves in terms of our health and our mental health. And we're terrible about being honest about where we fall short. And we're afraid of sometimes of just perceptions of us if we show some level of weakness by illness or maybe we're struggling forget all of that crap just forget all of that and just be real and i'd also challenge you make sure you're surrounded by people who are real as well and want you to live that way stay with us whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Did not seem too heavy. I hope the previous segment did not seem too heavy. The subject can be at times. Over on the text line. This texter says, thank you, Vince. I needed to hear that. I'm going through a hard time myself. I love you, man. I feel your vibes. There's nothing more lonely than feeling like an empty cup in the middle of the sea. Wow. 
understand what you're sharing there. And so while we're talking about the subject of suicide, there's a side of it which involves a guilt trip. I had a family friend and a co-worker took their own lives over the years, took a while for me to get past it because I was wondering, should I have called and checked upon them? Those people in that category may also need help as well. Yes. At the end of the day, you're responsible for you. You know, I encourage people all the time to keep eyes and ears open, but at the end, end of the day, you can't, you know, I, I get frustrated, and I, I've never said this before, but I'm going to say it now. A lot of times people will cite that scripture, Cain and Abel, remember, they'll, they'll say, you know, I'm not my brother's keeper. Or they will say, we should be our brother's keeper. No, you, you're not anybody's keeper. I mean, I think the only exception to that is if you're a parent, you're a caretaker. But you're not responsible to keep anybody. That's really important. You're responsible for you. Where you can have your eyes and ears open and be sensitive and caring and aware, that's a great thing. But at the same time, at the end of the day, you cannot make choices for somebody else. So keep that in mind. Also, on the text line, this person saying, Vince, it's a trusted and balanced radio host. Wow, very kind of you to say. Very kind. I want to come closer to home for a new story that's developing in the upstate. Some of you north of the border may be aware of this story as well. This got national attention. The Alex Murdoch case, you familiar with him? He's the former South Carolina attorney accused of killing his wife and son. Well, the news on this story, according to WYFF, is now they have filed an alibi and released a timeline of what Murdoch says he did the night of the murders. Now, Alex Murdoch called 911 June 7, 2021, said he found the bodies of Maggie and Paul Murdoch at the family's property. The property is known as Moselle in Colleton County. He's charged with two counts of murder in the case. and an alibi that was filed, attorney said Murdoch was at the Moselle property from sometime prior to 8.30 p.m. on June 7th until a few minutes after 9. Maggie and Paul were alive the last time he saw them before leaving for Almeida. The alibi says Murdoch then drove to Almeida, visited his mother and a nurse aide, he said he had several cell phone conversations while driving and arrived at Almeida about 9.20. The alibi said Murdoch stayed with his mother until 9.45 and then returned to Moselle about 10 p.m. According to the alibi, Murdoch made another call from his cell phone on the drive back to Moselle. It said Murdoch found the bodies of Maggie and Paul at about 10.05 p.m. By the way, this trial set to begin in January. Murdoch pleading not guilty to the charges. He is in jail without bond. If he is convicted of murder, he faces 30 years to life in prison without parole. Under state law, prosecutors could only, well, they could also choose to seek the death penalty because more than one person was killed in this case. This is considered an aggravating factor. I mentioned the campaign for House Speaker. The campaign for House Speaker. 
I call it campaign because I think Kevin McCarthy has made a promise that I think that is part of the intent. This is what's called uh, throwing out red meat. So what's he promising to do? He needs 218 votes to be the speaker. Well, yesterday, he vowed to remove Democratic representatives Eric Swalwell, Adam Schiff, and Alan Omar from their congressional committees when Republicans take control in the new Congress. This was during an appearance on Fox News, told anchor Maria Bartiroma, he will keep the promise he made in January to remove Swalwell and Schiff from the Intelligence Committee and Omar from the Foreign Affairs Committee. He said Swalwell's association with a Chinese spy, Schiff's promotion of the Steele dossier, and Omar's criticism of Israel disqualify them from serving on their respective panels. Now, I have to tell you, I agree with every single one of these moves. I do. But I also warn you, this is a campaign effort. He is campaigning because he wants to come across as somebody who is a strong leader. Which, to be honest with you, I don't believe he is. This is red meat he's throwing out. Nonetheless, McCarthy says, One thing I said from the beginning, Eric Swalwell cannot get a security clearance in the public sector. Why would he give him a security clearance and the secrets to America? So I will not allow him to be in on intel. You have Adam Schiff, who lied to the American public time and time again. We will not allow him to be on the intel committee either. Look at Congresswoman Omar, her anti-Semitic comments that have gone forward. We're not going to allow her on foreign affairs. We're also going to stand up for what's happening, not just in the halls of Congress, but what's happening to our higher education institutions, the anti-Semitism that's going on in these campuses and others. We will investigate that as well and stop this to make sure America does have the freedoms that we said we should keep. And we will stand up to it as we move forward. I mean, good for him. Great position. He's campaigning. I still say not only no, but hell no to Kevin McCarthy. And I hope the person who is elected speaker will indeed carry out these actions. Stay with us. This is the Vince Coakley Radio Program. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you.